0: Let us, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, uh, for blessing us to be together today. Lord, uh, in your light, we see light. Lord, we're asking that you shed light on your word. Help us, Lord, to know how we might talk to you today and shed light on this prayer meeting, Lord, so that we might Walk away revived, refreshed, strengthened, and ready for the task ahead. We thank you, Lord. We bless your name. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, I'm going to look at a passage of scripture today. I actually want us to look at this this event from two different passages of scripture. And my reason for doing so, uh, the best way I could say this is um I want us to look at this diamond from two different angles. Sometimes you look at a jewel and uh, you don't really get to appreciate it until you look at it from multiple angles. So I'm going to ask you to look at or to go to Matthew chapter 15, verse 22 to 28 and it's the same event we'll look at again in mark 7:24 to 30 first matthew 15:22 to 28 and then we'll go again to mark chapter 7 verse 24 to 30 all right first matthew 15 starting at verse 22 and behold a woman of canaan came out of the same coasts and cried unto him saying have mercy on me o lord thou son of david My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs and she said truth lord and the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table in verse 28 then jesus answered and said unto her "O woman great is thy faith be it unto thee even as thou wilt and her daughter was made whole from that very hour All right, and we'll look at it again. Mark chapter seven, starting at verse 24. Mark chapter seven, starting at verse 24. And from thence he arose and went into the borders of Tyre and Sidon and entered into an house and would have no man know it, but he could not be hid. For a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit, Heard of him and came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Seraphonician by nation, and she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. But Jesus said unto her, Let the, little, let the children first be filled, for it is not meet to take the children's bed, bread and cast it unto dogs. And she answered and said unto him, Yes, Lord, yet the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs. And he said unto her, For this saying, Go thy way, the devil is gone out of thy daughter. And when she came to her house, she found the devil gone out, and her daughter laid upon the bed. Now, I think that it is helpful to look at this event in light of what happened just before it. Uh, In in the beginning of this, uh, for example, Matthew chapter 15, we learned that the scribes and the Pharisees had come from Jerusalem. Uh, They were monitoring the disciples eating with uh, unwashed hands. It bothered them. And and they asked the disciples uh, Uh, why do you not follow the traditions of the elders for they they wash not their hands when they eat bread? And this was very bothersome to them. And out of this interaction, Jesus uh, described their true spiritual condition in verse seven of chapter 15. He describes them as hypocrites and he quotes the book of Isaiah's prophecy in verse eight of that chapter, he says, these people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Um, in verse 9, he goes on, but in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Later on, the disciples asked him to elaborate on his teaching. In verse 14, uh, he goes on and says, let them alone, and describes the condition of the, fri- the scribes and the Pharisees. He says, uh, they be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into a ditch. Of course, uh, then answered Peter and said unto him, declare unto us this parable. And Jesus expounds uh, and he says unto them, do ye not understand? Verse 17, that whatsoever entereth at the mouth goeth into the belly and is cast out into the drought. but those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemy. So you get the picture in this first event of the chapter, the spiritual condition of these scribes and Pharisees. They're hypocrites. they blind. And even though they come to God with nice words, their heart is far from them. And we get to understand that people are not just looking at what you say, but they're actually also paying attention to what you do. All of this reveals the true condition of the heart. And it is in light of this that we come to this text that we have now just read in two different places. There is this comparison made to the spiritual condition of the scribes and the Pharisees, the condition of their heart, and this woman, and that the evidence of faith at work in her heart, the evidence of grace at work in her heart. So as we look at this in Mark's record of this chapter, we, we find out that, you know, after this interaction with uh, these men, Jesus just needs to get away. Get away from the hypocrisy. Get away from the the resistance to him. He goes all the way north to the border of Tyre and Zidon, and he goes into a house and it's not supposed to be known that he's there. But I love the way Mark records this passage of scripture. He says he he can't be hid. Brethren, it's, it's, it's like taking the sun that shines in the sky and sticking it into a house. Can you do that? Can't the bright beaming light of the sun reveal to everyone who is in the house? He just cannot be hid. He that is greater than the sun shining in the sky is in this house. And it is known that Jesus is there. We get this account of this woman. Let's look at her briefly. Uh, She has so many things going against her. She's a Gentile. She's an outsider, if you will. You could say in a way she's an alien to the Commonwealth of Israel, stranger of the covenant. Uh, you could say it in a way that uh, she's not privy to uh, the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, service to God, the promises. She is, I guess we could use the word, she's unchurched. She is the person that comes into the congregation. She doesn't have on any church clothes. It is obvious to everybody in the church that she has never been in a church before. She doesn't have any family in the church. She doesn't have, she didn't grow up in a church house. She is an outsider. Many people would look at her and say, you don't belong. Some might look at her and say, why are you here? She has so many things against her. Not only that, she has her nationality against her but the bible tells us that she has a problem in her home a serious problem she has her daughter is severely possessed demon possessed mark's account says that she has an unclean spirit her daughter has an unclean spirit uh you can you can say in a way that uh there is uh, no teaching, um, no counseling, no instruction, no reasoning that could reach the mind of this girl. And there's certainly no medicine that can heal her body. As far as we know, there's, there's nothing that can help her. There's no human aid that can rescue this child. But we see something about this woman. We see the, context, the condition of her heart. Uh, Before I go there, I can say we also realize that the disciples are against her. Um, We we learn in Matthew's account that she actually goes to the disciples first. Uh, We know this because they go to Jesus and they say to Jesus, send this woman away, for she crieth after us. Uh, I don't know where they were, the scriptures don't tell us, but uh, perhaps they were outside of the house. Jesus is in the house and he's trying to get some rest. She goes to them and she wants to see him. And who knows, they say, you know, he's not available right now. He's resting. But she will not take no for an answer. She presses on. And we get to see the contents of her heart by the words coming out of her mouth. In Matthew's account, she says, have mercy on me. And in her words, we recognize that she is Very aware of his divinity, she says, oh, Lord. And then the next thing she says shows that she's aware not only of his divinity, but his royal humanity. Son of David. She's not supposed to know that. She's an outsider. Oh, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. She will not take no for an answer. Now we we learn that Jesus begins to interact in this conversation. And and in Matthew's account, uh, he he answers the disciples and and he tells them in his account, I'm not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But Then we see in her actions that she is aware that this is not just a man again, but this is God incarnate. She comes and she worships him. Sometimes when we come into prayer, we shouldn't be so fast into making our petitions. Spend some time and worship God for for a a minute. Uh, Front load the front of that prayer with some worship, with some thanksgiving, with some adoration, with some appreciation. She worships him saying, Lord, help me. The faith, the grace, which is at work in her heart, makes her persevere. Despite all that is against her, her nationality, uh, what's going on in the home, even the church, she presses on. There is a tinge of annoyance to her prayer. She's a bit annoying. Have you noticed throughout the Scripture those that persevere in prayer? There's a little bit of annoyance in their in their their perseverance. We we see this in uh, uh, Jacob wrestling with the man till the breaking of the day. Let go of me for the day. Break it. The response: I will not let you go until you bless me. Look at Hannah. Look at her. She looks drunk. She looks crazy. She looks desperate. What's going on? She is desperate for an answer from God. Look at look at the woman visiting the unjust judge. She. The judge says, "Let's, let's see her case," but she wearies me. What about the man who who comes to his friend's house looking for uh, bread? He's banging on the door will not take no for an answer there's a little bit of annoyance to their perseverance when i look at this text it challenges me and it says do i know jesus like this woman knows jesus and we're not talking about simply intellectual uh assent intellectual perception of who jesus is do i know it from the heart is there evidence in the heart that grace is at work is there evidence in the heart that faith is at work? Is there perseverance through prayer, even though the answer has not come, even though it looked like Jesus has veiled himself, that he looks like he's not answering? Do I look like this woman in prayer, constantly coming back, constantly asking for his attention, constantly making her petition known, even though all these things are against her? I must See the king. And finally, when we look at Jesus, uh, he, he makes that next statement to her, which is even lower than the first statement. In Mark, the first statement, he says, uh, he says to her that uh, uh, he, he, he said the first statement. But in the second statement, he says to the woman, he says, um, let, let the, it is not good to take the children's bread and give it to dogs. What a statement. We see that word uh, dog said in many parts of the scriptures. It, it, it reveals the true condition of the human heart in sin. Sin is abhorrent, sin is loathsome, sin is unclean. The actions are worthy of nothing but a dog. We see in Revelations of those who are outside the city in Revelation chapter 22, verse 14 and 15, it says, Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. Verse 15, for without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. In another place, it describes a man returning to his own sins. It says, he's as a dog returning to his vomit. Jesus makes a statement. And he says, it's not good to take children's bread and give it to dogs. But look at her answer. She doesn't give up. And there's something key here to learn when the Bible reveals to us our true condition. She doesn't look at him and say, yes, Lord, but I grew up on the wrong side of the tracks. Yes, Lord, but I have a lot of things against me. Yes, Lord, but everything just doesn't work out in my favor. She doesn't look for an excuse, but she looks at him and she says, and I love the way the King James Version says it in, in uh, Mark, and I'm sorry, in Matthew. She says, truth, Lord, what you say is true. But I love the way Spurgeon says it. She, she, Spurgeon quotes quotes Spurgeon. He says, She says to him, I'd I'd rather be your dog than Satan's bride. I'd rather be your dog than Satan's queen. She says, yet, but the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Look at the faith. Yes, it's true. What you say about me is true. I'm an outsider. I don't belong. I'm undeserving but I'll take the crumbs of grace. That'll just be enough. Do I have this perseverance? Even though my answer hasn't come right away, even though I've been praying for well over 800 days, almost 900 days, do I press on? Even though the answer hasn't come, even though some people might say, are you still going to that prayer service? Are they still praying? After almost is it three years, are they still? Do you still press on, knowing that I'm in the presence of the King, knowing that I, He is a, in abundance of mercy, He's full of grace, He's full of goodness and compassion, and even though He has not answered my prayer for revival, even though He has not answered my prayer for my son, my daughter my work, or whoever it is that I've brought before the Lord, even though he has not yet answered my prayer, I know he can do what no other man can do. I know he can deal with the problem of sin and evil. Every principality, every ruler of the darkness of this world, everything is subject to him. And if I could just get his attention, I know all is well. Do I know Jesus? like she knows Jesus. And if I do, I keep on pressing. I keep on praying, knowing that he will answer. Thank you. God bless.